Well, hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. I'm Christine here with Nate. Here I am. And Sung. Hey. And we are still talking about technology. So, um, yeah, we are we're nearing the end of the mm-hmm. season, but we still have a couple episodes left. So, Sung, what are we talking about t- today? Yeah, so it's a uh, we're building off of what we talked about last episode, and we're going to go a little bit further. But we talked a lot about how costly clutter is yeah. in our lives, not only with possessions, but especially when it comes to digital technology and our phones, and. Uh, while we try to maximize uh, uh, everything, when it comes to our apps and the utility it brings, we actually lose out a lot more when it comes to living the good life, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and and uh, uh, d- during the, the, the podcast, I actually do keep my phone open because whenever I read different things or hear different things, I write things down. And uh, so these are my notes for for our podcast episodes, mm. which we just totally do on the fly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's not much preparation. There is yeah, no planning. Usually, <laughs> usually when I ask Sung, what are we talking about? I'm, I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We come into the studio mm. and it's like, what are we talking about today? And even the, even today it was like, well, we could talk about this or that. Yeah. And, and so really it, it is it, it kind of what captures our, our, attention and kind of what what's uh, what's inside of us so one thing that was really fascinating for me to learn is you know a, a lot of us know uh henry david thoreau he he's the one that wrote the book walden he 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 famously said i went to the woods because i wished to live deliberately to front only the essential facts of life and see if i could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. Mm-hmm. And he's also the one that talked about people who uh, live lives of quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. And we often think that quiet desperation are people who are like CEO executives who are burnt out and have no time for their family and this. But on it, when you look at his life and you look at his philosophy, uh, that, that actually applies to all of us. Mm-hmm. So now most people know that he went into the woods because he wanted to live intentionally. He wanted to live simply. And so, you know, the, the cabin in the woods and everything. But, but the thing that people uh, that I was not aware of, but was really fascinating was part of uh, what he wanted to do was a, a, a countercultural economic revolution, Hmm. by going into the woods. So what he did was he, and he has a, a whole diary uh, of just how minimalist uh, of, a, uh, of an approach to life he wanted to take. And that simplicity and less was actually more to him than the culture, which said just more is more. And so he had this whole diary where he lists down the, the costs of uh, everything uh, per year or month. And mm-hmm. so this is how much the house will cost. This is how much farming will cost. This is how much food and, and clothing and oil, because that's how he, you know, there was mm-hmm. no electricity out in the woods. And so what he did was he calculated all that. And, and then he figured out if this is how much it costs me to live simply and without clutter um, in one year, how much of my labor do I need to give away in order to cover the costs mm. of uh, my basic needs? Mm. And he figured it out, and it was one day a week. Mm. So he gave himself uh, as a contractor or whatever to do labor for other people one day a week so he could support his lifestyle, yeah. mm. which is very different 
from our Western consumeristic, consumeristic lifestyle, which says, how much can I earn? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How much can I earn? And then what, what then can I afford? Yeah. 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 So he had this whole economic theory that he wanted to test out, mm-hmm. which again is a whole nother level of uh, thinking that I think is very countercultural, even in our day as well mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and, and so take that approach and, and think like, how does that apply to digital technology? Mm-hmm. We often take the Western approach of like more is more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it gives me any slight benefit, I'm going to download it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use it. Um, and that's a very different approach than Thoreau's. Hmm. Yeah. My, my older brother uh, lives this way in some degree. He often talks about like, um, and he's sort of like in the, the, the environment of people that are like entrepreneurs and like online businesses and things like that. And, and a lot of them, and he does this sort of calculate what is, how do I reduce my monthly needs as low as possible so that basically that's the point where I can decide to either work more or not work, mm-hmm. you know? And if you do it the other way, sort of like I have to keep working because my costs are mm-hmm. here. But at some point you decided to put your costs there. Right. Yeah. But most of us do it on the back end versus of what we want versus simply saying like, we'll put it on the front end and keep it as low as possible. And I think that's one of the kind of like maybe uh, chicken and the egg problems of yes. technology uh, where it's like, the more technology we have, the more we need to be able to, like, you know, like the iPhone is going to keep getting more expensive. The Mm -hmm. cars are going to keep, you know, like there are just all of these different pieces of technology that will cost money. Um, And so they will also create more avenues for revenue. Like, um, you know, on Instagram, like, you know, on Facebook, you can now do uh, make money doing almost anything Mm -hmm. um, to keep you in that kind of cycle of, um, yeah, needing to make more, to do more, to make more, to do more. So then it becomes this endless cycle yeah. because what happens for most people is a- as you make more than, than your needs and wants grows. And so it always feels like you never have enough, mm-hmm. which fuels, again, the continuing drive to actually make more. Yeah. Um, and it's just this vicious cycle. Uh, in his book, Walden Thoreau says this, the cost of a thing is the amount of what I will call life, which is required to be exchanged for it mm. immediately or in the long run. Mm. So he's saying, um, here's my needs and what I'm giving in exchange is life. Mm. And for him, it was one day a week. Um, where, uh, uh, and he goes on in, in, a, in the book just to talk about like how, if one acre, uh, this is just an example. If one acre of uh, as a farmer earns you, let's say a dollar mm-hmm. in profit, uh, then the Western mindset would say, "Well, then let's do a hundred acres yeah. because that'll make you a hundred dollars mm-hmm. in profit a year." But his whole thing is, uh, he would see his neighbors who had these huge plots of land. And uh, he would say they would be crushed and demolished under the burden of the expenses and the mortgages. And while they, they, they may had, have uh, had uh, better curtains or mm-hmm. uh, a, a better quality pot, for him, it wasn't worth the tremendous stress yeah. that it placed on his neighbors to uh, manage more land mm-hmm. uh, just for the sake of 
more profit for profit's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that there is also a tipping point where, for example, you can't use the same technology to manage 100 acres that you can to manage one. So right. there are additional costs yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that $1 is not really a dollar if you suddenly have a mm-hmm. loan on a machine or, yeah. you know, you have to buy whatever he was buying, a new team of mules, mm-hmm. you know. So so there, and that I think is one of the false promises that we talked about mm-hmm. of technology, which is sort of like, like the cost is never upfront. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, if I can make this off of this, or if I, then ten times that has to be ten times it. It's like it's yeah. not actually because there there are hidden costs. Whether it's like uh, Thoreau was saying, sort of the mental burden or legitimately financial burdens that come with it, um, that reduce. It's sort of like the law of diminishing returns right. a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. So then you apply that to tech, you take Thoreau's kind of example and you apply that to technology and uh it's easy to be kind of seduced Uh, the farmers back then by this the the lure of growing profits which uh, like you said nate has a lot of hidden costs but what we often forget when it comes to digital technology uh, you know when we maximize everything is uh what we lose which is one of our most important resources which is the the minutes or hours of our mm. lives. Yeah. I, I mean, think of the time you spend because you've downloaded eight different social media apps mm-hmm. and you've, you spend that much more time because you have to manage each one. And, and some of you are thinking, well, what else would I, would I do with my mm-hmm. life? Right? Well, yeah. that, that, that's also very revealing. If it you is. think mm-hmm. that is your life. Yeah. Go ahead, Christine. Oh, I, I was just going to say it's interesting because like I I have found uh, my recommendation if because I think it's, it's easier to get lost down the rabbit trail of uh, social media. Well, maybe not. I don't know. In my experience, which is only as a single person, uh, it's harder to like kind of draw those boundaries as a single person because there's no other person present to interact with. Right. Mm. It's like if my roommate... And I have different schedules. There's like nothing to stop me from going down a rabbit hole. There's no like, no one's coming in the room to like uh, break kind of the yeah. the like endless scroll. Um, and so I, when I find myself um, kind of getting down that rabbit trail, one thing that I found is if I have a sleepover with a friend, um, like for instance, we went to a conference a few weeks ago and Jillian and I shared a room and I like, you know, I wasn't going to like just like end doom scroll when Jillian's right there. What did you call it? It's called doom scrolling. <laughs> what is it's, doom scrolling? <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's like endless. Like you're just, you're on Instagram and there's like no end to the I scroll. Okay. So it's doom scrolling. <laughs> um, so like, I'm not going to doom scroll with like Jillian right there. And so we actually like talked and then I fell asleep without having to listen to a podcast or an audiobook or, you know, cause like yeah, I was yeah. like, tired out with social interaction and good conversation and a comfortable bed. Mm -hmm. And that I think was more helpful in me realizing my unhealthy habits Mm. than me being like, I should probably be on Instagram less. Mm. Um, was like having something to break that, that kind of. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting about that is that it was sort of like, um, like forcing yourself into a non-digital situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Which sort of reveals our reliance on, Mm -hmm. on digital 
means. I mean, I, I think, and I, I know that I've said this before, but I think boredom is such an amazing, amazing gift mm -hmm. that we've been given that technology tells us we should avoid at all costs. Yeah. Um, and I, I th so many good, not just, not just like the things that we're supposed to be thankful for, like character. <laughs> uh, but I really do think that boredom is, can be a powerful driver for, um, for creativity. Mm -hmm. I think it can be a powerful driver for sort of realizing changes that you want to see in mm -hmm. yourself um, or uh, just like seeing the world in a different way. Yeah. And the, the risk of technology is that you just, you never have to be bored ever. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that, again, I just think it shortcuts a lot of really, really positive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, it's like, okay, so how do we teach ourselves to be bored without, and I think this is, this is a genuine risk, like without going down kind of a black hole of, you know, thoughts. Cause like the first time you're alone with your mind after you know, weeks, months, years of never having to be alone with your mind, right. it is, it is a scary, like it gets scarier the longer you're away from it. So like, mm. how do you well, maybe this is this is like getting into some of the tangible, but like, how do you be alone with your mind? Well, the thing I was going to say, part of what creates that scary mind is all the addiction to technology. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and so it is scary, but you have to also realize what's shaped and created that. Mm -hmm. So we have created an app to help you get in touch with your, <laughs> <laughs> with you, your scary yeah. mind. Yeah. Download it now. Yeah. Enter your credit card information. <laughs> right. in well, it is, it's a monthly subscription, of yeah. course. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I know for me, like I've found I, if I'm going to have some alone time, I, that's why I have so many journals is like, I need to have pen and paper because otherwise, again, I can just, I just cycle. Mm -hmm. What's that word? Spiral. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I just want to say to anyone who's listening, who hasn't been alone with their mind in a few decades, uh, <laughs> you uh yeah like have some tools like it's it's possible just bring a journal bring uh some paint bring something that is going to be creative and, and whimsical and yeah get you out of your mind yeah or so help you get into it something you were saying nate before was the whole uh you mentioned this last episode and, and this one too the law of diminishing returns mm -hmm. um and when it comes to clutter and things like that say more about uh your thoughts on diminishing returns with the uh, digital technology. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that I that I tend it's not very different from what I was just talking about, which is that the sort of like I think that we were created to sort of make, find, experience new ways of doing things and looking at the world. And I, I think that technology and, and especially like social media, they are telling you how they want you to view the world. Mm. And it's very linear um, and it's very sort of commercial. And, and um, uh, I, I think that if you are forced to do more with less, all of these other avenues open up for you. And so, uh, you know, I, just, I don't know. So it's not that different from what I was, you know, mm -hmm. saying before, which is that sort of introducing boredom is the equivalent to introducing creativity in a lot of ways. And if you have an app that does everything for you, I mean, why would you ever need to sort of stretch yourself or come up with a unique solution mm -hmm. to anything? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was thinking uh, also with like the law of diminishing returns as it applies to relationships and social media. It's like, yeah, if I have, you know, five friends who I can invest deeply in or, you know, and then like a circle of maybe 20 or 30 who I can kind of invest a little bit in and then yeah. 100 acquaintances, I, I can I can do what God is calling me to do and be who God is calling me to be in all of those relationships. But I think with technology, it's like, oh, I could invest a little bit in thousands of people. Yeah. Um, or like like you were saying, Sung, um, like about Facebook, it's like, oh, now I can keep up if I work really hard. Mm-hmm. I can keep up minimally with all of these people, mm-hmm. um, but that leaves less space. Like you're, you're not counting the cost or you can't see the cost of, now I, I can't, I don't have time to invest deeply in yeah. these five people. I, I think actually, Christine, that's that's what I was trying to say. You just said it much, much better, <laughs> which is that we have we have finite reserves right. of, mm-hmm. of time, attention, relational capacity, and technology sort of encourages you to spread that across a thousand different mm-hmm. platforms, apps, experiences versus sort of encouraging you yeah. to give all of your attention in one spot. And whether mm. that's relationships, which I think is a perfect example, or whether it's in the realm of, of creativity, yeah. um, I think that the the more it's a finite resource. So if you split it a hundred ways, you're only giving a mm-hmm. very, very small amount to any one thing versus sort of diving in deeply and, and putting sort of all of the capacity that God has given you into one place for a period of time. And it's mm-hmm. not like there are very few people, I mean, who are, I mean, there are, they exist people that are like, I only make sushi. Like sushi is like, <laughs> like is all that I do. Right. Most of us aren't like that, mm-hmm. but for a season you can be, you mm-hmm. can invest deeply. But I, I think if you are using up your relational capacity and your creativity on mm-hmm. what other people are showing you right. on a platform, yeah. there's none left for you to be a, a creative person person yourself yeah yeah it was interesting this past week i was talking to somebody who uh uh, one of the staff members here at grace and she's taking some vacation uh, before the end of the year and i I asked her what are you going to do and her answer was both surprised me but also uh i i just had uh well she said i'm going to the amish country in ohio Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go there and she's just like i love it there Mm -hmm. i can just sit there and watch People and horses and buggies just go by like all day long. My first thought was, that sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like I moved away from that very place (laughs) in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, my (laughs) wife grew up like an hour outside the Pennsylvania Amish country. And, you know, the first time I encountered the Amish uh, community, I thought, man, they're just so backwards, right? They're like frozen in time. But the, I, I mean, and my my wife grew up Mennonite, which is kind of related, but not the same as Amish. The more I learned about the Amish community, the more like I, 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 I'm changing that perspective on them going, being quote unquote backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one is, is I, I think they're very intentional about their lifestyle. They, they, mm-hmm. they start with what they value most. Mm-hmm. They start with their, va- their life and communal values. Then they work backwards to ask whether any new technology or anything in their lives uh, brings more harm or good to that value yeah. versus uh, our approach of like, well, this is good utility for us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something in that by asking, is this going to be helpful or detrimental to 
the values that I want to live into hmm. as a person of faith or even as a human being? Is it going to bolster uh, my friendships and community or is it just a facade, hmm. an illusion? So we, we hired Amish crews at various points to help us on the farm when we were remodeling buildings. And one of the things that I, that I remember and um, stuck out to me the most was that they um, simply said that we're going to charge you uh, time and materials. So basically the longer we work, the more it's going to cost. And then it's going to be the cost of the materials on top of that. And that they basically laid it all out. Like this is how this, this many laborers and we charge Mm -hmm. this much for a day's wage. And then here's the equipment costs. And so that is really, really different from the way we, um, other contractors would mm-hmm. bid a job where they sort of bid the job and then try to get it done as quickly as possible right. so that they can hmm. keep the profit and move on to the next job. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were talking about. Sung. they simply said like, this is what our day's um, wage is. This is what our day's work is worth. That's what we charge people. Mm-hmm. Not sort of like how much, how much profit can I take from this? Yeah. They sort of already had it sorted out already. And it was really different. I mean, I, what struck me once was that at the end of a job, um, I, I had to write an extra check for like $15 because there had been some other bit of like equipment that they had bought or materials or something mm. that they were like, oh, we forgot to put this in there. And there, there's no, there isn't any like buffer Hmm. right like they're like well we're not going to like lower our daily wage for you just pay what the materials are so it was like a weird interaction but again it was based on their very very basic basic way of engaging with their work which also produces better quality work oh my gosh if i could hire those guys to do everything (laughs) i would right yeah so i i like i think similarly what does it look like to approach technology in that same kind of way Mm -hmm. like what what is it what are the values that you want to live into um, and what social media or technology, di- digital technology or apps will help you yeah. uh, um, live into those values? I, I think we just don't think about values that often. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the primary values that we have been told to live into is to be entertained. I mean, that, that is like, that is the carrot for almost every app, you know, is that it's of now, we talked about it in gamification. Now it's a fun way to diet. Now it's a fun way to drink water. Now it's a fun way to learn math. Now it's a fun way to do X, Y, Z. Um, and I think if we really started with our values, very few of us would put entertainment as number one, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we, our lives reflect that that's not true. Yeah. It's up there for, at least in the ways that we engage with technology, it's way up at the top. Yeah. 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 And, so, and uh, speaking of values, that's something maybe we'll come back to in, in, in the next episode or two, because uh, this is a, a side thought, not necessarily with, with technology, but I think it could be helpful when you create what's called a rule of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with what you value most. Yeah. What are your values? And then you create your rhythms and your rules uh, for for technology mm. uh, around those values yeah. and like you were saying I don't think anybody would put put technology uh, I mean entertainment as one of the top three values right. and the, uh, the whole whole exercise around something like that uh, identifying your values you can't just say oh everything is a value because nothing is a value mm-hmm. right you have to say the, these things are the things that I value and we'll talk more about that in in, in the upcoming episodes but I think um, 
just just that whole idea of being intentional um, based on who you are, who you want to become, and who God's called you to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the, the reasons, again, that so many apps want to like give you notifications because mm-hmm. they, they want to put themselves at the top of your priority list. And every time that you say yes, you have to realize that you are calling that a priority. It's mm-hmm. more important than the phone call you might be on or the email you're trying to finish mm-hmm. because guess what? It's going to pop up with a little noise, be right smack dab in the middle of whatever you're trying to do. Oh my gosh, that reminded me of an app that I downloaded, but then yeah, they do charge you. So this is not an ad for this app, but I thought it was really interesting because I watched this whole ad <laughs> for an app called Minimalist Phone, which um, it talked about the psychology of like how the brightly colored apps look fun and make you click them. Even if you don't want to go on Instagram or mm. Duolingo, like those are the two most pretty uh, app buttons on my phone. So I click them way more often than I mean it's to. Like, oh, it's shiny. Yeah, like literally. Yeah. But that's like actually how our brains work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, minimalist phone, like their whole thing is they uh, make, like instead of being able to see all these beautiful icons, everything is just black and white, the words, mm. um, or you can pick your color palette. And so you actually have to choose what app you want to open instead of opening your phone seeing all the colors and getting distracted from what you were doing it's just a list of words and i would never click the word instagram unless Mm. i wanted to go to instagram yeah but again that bright pink button that is so it's like looks different from all my other apps it's way more engaging so i click it um and i thought that that concept was really interesting um i think it's so ironic that they would like charge a monthly subscription. Oh, yeah. Like they're doing everything that's wrong with technology <laughs> in an attempt to solve everything that's wrong yeah, with technology. They're like, if you want peace from technology, you can buy it for <laughs> you a can price. Pay us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh I mean, and again, I, I would say it is what's wrong with technology. Uh but uh if your time is worth yeah. if 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 I mean I mean honestly probably twenty hours a month is worth more than $20 a month, then maybe it's worth it. Right. Like if you are on, so I, I considered it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, for (laughs) sure. I mean, and I think the other thing that I want to put out there is that there's nothing wrong with using technology for entertainment purposes. It's just Mm -hmm. that you don't want the, you don't want the, the, the cart before the horse. Like, like we are, our brains are so wired to be entertained. And because everyone that, you know, is engaged in creating technology is aware of that, um, that they will put that at the the forefront of everything that they're putting out there. But there, but that doesn't mean that it's inherently wrong. It just means you have to be aware of where you want it to fall on, on how you're spending your, your time and attention. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, is there any, I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about, but I think uh, next episode or two, we're going to kind of drill down and talk about what does it look like to kind of define some of the boundaries and rules for yourself and how to, how to create a plan where you could be much more intentional about this um, versus just letting convenience and utility reign and rule in your life. I like that. I like the idea of starting from proactively saying this is what I want and building your technology use off of it versus simply being like, I should use technology less. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. See you guys next week. <laughs>